This is the Wealth Ability for CPAs show. Better clients, better practice, better life. Here's Tom Wheelwright. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show for CPAs, where we're always discovering how to build better clients, a better practice, and a better life. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of the Wealth Ability Network. So this is, a, I call this the year of pain. And uh, it's, we're, we're about through 2020, and it has been a year of pain. And, and really, the question is, so what do you do about that pain? Because what we've seen is some businesses have done really, really well, and some businesses have absolutely crashed. Some people are doing well, other people have crashed. But overall, there is this sense of pain and anxiety. And the question is, how do you use that to your benefit? Okay, as opposed to letting it paralyze you, how do you make pain a catalyst um, uh, as, a, as opposed to holding you back? And we have a very special guest, uh, Brian Bogert, who has a, an amazing story. I'm going to let him tell. And uh, we're going to, he, he's an expert on how to turn pain into success. So, Brian, welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here, Tom. So, Brian, uh, I know you've got an amazing story. Just, Give us a, a short tidbit of where you came from and why you do what you do. Yep. So I, everybody just embrace this for one second. Do me a favor, unless you're driving and close your eyes for just one second, I'll tell you when to open them. I want you to imagine walking out of a shopping trip after a successful trip, heading to your car, turning your head and seeing a truck barreling 40 miles an hour right at you with no time to react. Go ahead and open your eyes now. That's where this portion of my story begins. My mom, my brother and I went to our local Walmart to get a one inch paintbrush. And as we were headed to the car, I've always had an excitement and vigor for life. So it didn't surprise anybody that I was the first one there. I wanted to get home and put that paintbrush to use. This was back in the days before key fobs. So I had to wait for my mom to catch up and put the key in the door to unlock it. As I was standing there, a truck pulled up in front of the Walmart. The driver and middle passenger got out. The passenger all the way to the right felt the truck moving backwards. So he did what any one of us would do. And he moved over to put his foot on the brake. But he instead hit the gas. Combination of shock and force threw him up onto the steering wheel, up onto the dashboard. And before you know it, he's catapulting 40 miles an hour right out of us with no time to react. Now we were parked in an end spot. So we went up and over the median, hit the, went up and over the tree, hit our car, knocked me over, ran over me diagonally, tore my spleen, left a tire track scar on my stomach and continued on to completely sever my left arm from my body. So there I was laying on the a parking lot, my arm 10 feet away from me on a 115 degree day in Phoenix, Arizona. And, for, and my mom and brother watched the whole thing happen, but so did my guardian angel. The nurse walked out of the store right when this happened, saw the life and limb scenario in front of her, rushed immediately into action, stopped the bleeding, and instructed some bystanders to get my arm on ice within minutes. Had she not done one or both of those things, Tom, I either wouldn't be here with you today, or I'd be here with you with a cleaned up stump. And I know that a lot of people weren't expecting it to go there today, right? So now I'm going to start answering your questions so you get a little bit of context. But what I've learned in all my time of doing this is that what's important, even though I have a unique story, we all have unique stories. We need to become aware of the lessons we can extract from those stories and then become intentional with how do we apply them in our lives. So I'm going to share two primary lessons with you. One is how Tom teed me up. But the first is I learned not to get stuck by what had happened to me, but instead get moved by what I could do with it. And the second, I didn't realize until far later. You see, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, although I knew what was happening to me, I was also being guided through the process. So I was somewhat in a fog, but my parents were not. They were intimately aware of the unceasing medical treatments, years of recovery, and they, the idea of seeing their son grow up with the use of his arm was a source of great suffering for them. So they literally willed themselves day in and day out to do what was necessary, what was tough, to ultimately strengthen and heal me. So what they did was an ingrain in me, a philosophy and way of living, which was to embrace pain, to avoid suffering. And when done right, this is also where we gain freedom. So it's the same concept that I've used to not only overcome this unique injury, 
but how my business partners and I built our last business from a quarter million to over 15 million in the span of a decade, and how now I flipped that on its head as a human behavior and performance coach to help hundreds of individuals and organizations just like you, just like the folks listening, become more aware, more intentional, and more of who they already are, their most authentic selves. And when that happens, that's when the door starts to crack to perspective, motivation, and direction, and where joy, freedom, and fulfillment can exist. And COVID, by the way, and this pandemic came barreling 40 miles an hour right at us with no time to react. And we've all had to respond. So I'm happy to be here with you today, brother. No, there's no question. Thanks, Brian. So um, an amazing story. And, uh, you know, anybody who's been through any rehab, um, and you went through years of rehab, and that uh, it's, it's an amazing process to go through. So um, this, is, this is really one of my big questions, because everybody's feeling this pain right now. Yeah. I mean, there's an anxiety in the, the entire energy of the world is anxious right yep. now. And so there's nobody who there's seriously, there's nobody who's really untouched by this. And yep. a, a lot of us have, you know, a lot of our clients have been very seriously touched by it, either financially or health wise, et cetera. So here's the big question. So I, my, I, I believe that most of us spend most of our time avoiding pain. hundred percent. Right? Now you talk about uh, avoiding pain versus embracing and going through the pain. Tell us what you mean by that. And, and why would you want to go through the pain? Yeah. So here's the thing. The world literally tells us to reduce, eliminate, or avoid pain. And I'm telling you the world is wrong, right? What's important though, is we need to understand pain versus suffering for us to understand this concept. Okay. So I'm going to start there. Pain is literally defined as short-term intermittent, a, a result of a direct cause and healed once that direct cause is removed. What we tend to do as people to make ourselves feel better is we'll further clarify words with adjectives. And what we do with pain is we put acute in front of it or chronic because we put it in the bucket of pain, right? The reality of it is though, pain, acute keeps the same definition, chronic changes it because it implies that it's longer, more persistent and doesn't heal after that direct cause. So instead, that's not pain, it's suffering. And we don't want to admit that suffering exists, particularly when it's a direct result of our choices. Well, and we usually talk about those two words together, right? I mean, it's pain right. and suffering. You know, if you, if you, if you, if you look yeah. at a lawsuit, it's for pain and suffering. It's not just yeah. for pain. It's for the pain and the suffering. Yeah. But so let's, let's, let's look at this concept and, and so that you can understand what it means, right? So we can embrace the pain of hitting the gym for 30 minutes a day to avoid the suffering of aches and pains of a sedentary lifestyle. We can embrace the pain of a difficult conversation with a loved one or spouse to avoid the suffering of being stuck in a loveless marriage or that might end up in divorce or ultimately being stuck in a marriage when you want divorce, right? We can embrace the pain as business owners of firing our top salesperson to avoid the suffering of stagnant growth or losing all our other top talent because they're the biggest cancer in our culture. As business owners, we can embrace the pain of picking up that 500 pound telephone to avoid the suffering of having stagnant growth and not having the pipeline to justify our growth in the future. And so I'm not promoting that we put ourselves into unnecessary amounts of pain but it's about to identify the right types of pains that are going to be along our pathway to success. So how do, when, you're, when you're coaching a, a business owner, how do you convince them? I mean, in fact, how do you convince yourself uh, to go through that pain? Because we all know that the hardest step to take on that morning run is the first step. Yeah. So there's three steps that I typically walk through to help people understand this concept. The first is that we have to acknowledge the suffering we wish to avoid which a lot of people react to and they're like, wait a minute, you're talking about pain, you're talking about suffering, that sounds counterintuitive. But really, if we understand the suffering we wish to avoid, it's also the opposite of getting really clear on what we actually want and knowing what's important. So I'll give an example here. I'm working with a client right now. He moved 26 times before the time he was 16. 
He was constantly being shuffled back and forth between his households. Now this has nothing to do with his business, but it has everything to do with his business, right? So what we had to understand is that he also was getting into a place where he was literally experiencing suffering because what he desires most in this world is human connection and to have a deep, profound connection with his wife and his daughters, but he never knew how to give or receive love, okay? So here's where it comes to. Suffering for him is not having them in his life. What's what he's very clear on is he has this vivid image of him and his wife on their 100-acre ranch 40 years from now, and the only noise breaking the silence is his daughters and grandkids laughing in the background. When he knows that that's what he wants, right, he can burn that into his soul. The purpose becomes big enough to overtake the pain. As business owners, it's no different. If we want to provide livelihood and opportunity for our associates, if we want to grow and have an impact in the community, if we want to reach a certain revenue amount, if we want to have impact through our work, we need to be very, very clear on what it is we're trying to accomplish. And suffering is opposite of that. So if we aren't successful in our venture, we won't get there. We won't have that impact. So, so Brian, I got to tell you, this is fascinating to me because I can't tell you um, how many guests we've had when it, really what it comes down to is, do you know your dream? Do you know what you're going after? Yep. And is that, like you say, emblazoned in your soul? Um, that's where we actually, believe it or not, as CPAs, we that's how we start yep. um, with our clients. We start with what's your dream? You what, because it's hard. It's hard work. You know, it's hard work to build wealth. It's hard work to reduce your taxes, which is what we do for a living. And uh, it's got to be emblazoned. So you're saying extend that to everything that you do. Everything we do. And the reality of it is, is if we do that holistically in our life, it just so happens that our businesses, our relationships, our health all improve simultaneously. So the second step is to identify the pains that we tend to avoid and learn to embrace them. I'll give two examples on this one so we can understand this concept. One's a very personal one. I don't have a tricep in my left arm. My bicep is my gristles from my leg. I don't have a lat on the left side of my back. The older I got, the more back pain I had literally because I have a curve in my spine because the imbalance in the muscles. Sure. Okay? It got to a point where it was literally suffering because it was debilitating as it related to how I could show up in the day-to-day -day life. But I learned that if I keep myself lean, I keep my core strong and I work out regularly and consistently, then that suffering is really just a manageable pain on a day-to-day -day basis. So what did I do? I went and joined a gym like any one of us would do, right? And I went very consistently for 30 days and then I stopped going. Now that's where most people stop. Right? So this isn't a pat on my chest. Be like, oh, Brian, you didn't stop there. But the point is I'm encouraging everybody to not just stop at the surface level things that get in our way. Because I had to ask myself, is it the pain of working out I'm avoiding? Or is it the anxiety I get when I go to a crowded gym? It was absolutely the second. And so what did I have to do? I had to embrace the pain of finding the time, energy, and space in my house to build out a home gym so that I could create an environment to be successful. Right? Another one as business owners, as CPAs, will understand this one. Right? I referenced it earlier in the 500-pound telephone. But is it the 500 pound telephone that we're avoiding or is it something else? I had a conversation with somebody the other day and the reality of it is, is right, as she's growing her business, she has no problem having conversations with prospective clients or clients. She has no problem uncovering problems that they're going on and she has no problem aligning solutions. That's basically what you're trying to do on the phone anyway, right? right. So what we had to get to the root of, is it the 500 pound telephone she's avoiding or is it something else? And in her case, it was the fear of what it would look like if she was actually successful. Could she handle the growth? She, could, she, could she handle the scalability? And in so many areas in her life, she'd failed so consistently that she couldn't actually understand what that looked like. Once she harnessed that, moved that into a place of conscious awareness, the telephone is no longer a hurdle. That, that, that goes back to the whole idea of you have to be something before you start doing something. Right. 
Um, because if you're not if you're not that person, this is where I, I keep telling our CPAs that we really personal development is really where business development is all about. That's where it all starts. Because unless we can be that person, we're we're going to be afraid of that success. And, and right. we all have, you know, we talk about the glass ceiling. We typically talk about it when, with respect to race or sex but, or ge gender. But what we're really talking about is we all have glass ceilings. We all do. Okay. So the question is, so my question to you is, you're, you're the expert coach on this. How do you break through? Um, give me the example, giving the example of this uh, young woman. How does she break through that glass ceiling? How does she actually see that? Yeah, so literally her moving what the actual hurdle was into a position of conscious awareness allowed her to be intentional with it. So often we think it's flawed strategy or tactics, right? In the way that we approach right. things. And often, and you said it best, these weren't the words you used, but everything begins and ends with you, yeah. right? So the reality of it is, is personal development is critical and critically important in your business. It's important in every business. But the reality of it is, is in this case, right? She always viewed the phone, the actual tactical phone of picking it up as the hurdle. That wasn't the issue. The issue was what was going on inside. So often, right, we'll find things that hold people back. I've got a client that I'm working with right now. He's 68 years old. He's had multiple coaches in life. He's financially independent. He's a consultant and a coach himself. And in two sessions of working with him, he ultimately, what we discovered for him is he has a deep rooted self-worth issue that has manifested over the last 55 years of his life. We got back to the root of it. It impacts the way that he negotiates contracts with clients. It impacts his relationship with his business partner. It impacts his relationship with his wife, right? This self-worth issue literally connects to everything, his relationships and his business. By moving that into his body so he can understand it, then all of a sudden we can focus on the emotional triggers and behavioral patterns that pop up in our life so that in those moments, we get to maintain control by pausing and choosing a different path than how we've operated in the past. So how do we start to break through that and move, remove those limits? That's the next question. clarity on it. What's that? I said, we have to have clarity on it. That's so, how we how do you, how, so how do you do that? I mean, because I think most people is, are like the, the woman that think it's the telephone. What got her to see that that's not what it was? What got her to see that it was fear of success? How did you get her through that? Yeah, honestly, it's taking her through an intrinsic journey and asking the right questions until we get there. And so the reality of it is, I'm going to sit here and tell you, I'm a coach. I have multiple coaches in my life. So if you don't, this isn't a pitch to say, go find a coach. It could be a mentor. It could be a spouse. It could be a coworker. It could be a boss. I would literally, if you don't know, start asking the right questions, right? Is it again, similar to how I asked the question, is it the fear of, is it, is it the pain of working out or the anxiety in the crowded gym? I challenge people to raise their level of awareness on that. If they don't know how, there's a lot of people who can help you get there. Um, but I'm saying it definitively as aware as I am, I have blind spots and I'm an expert in this space. And so that's why I have people around me. My wife is probably my biggest champion who helps me see a whole part of me that I don't. So I guess what I'm saying is don't stop at the surface level reason of what just prevents the action that you know is going to be critical towards getting where you need to go. Ask more questions until you get to the root of what's preventing the action that's necessary. No, I mean, you know, so it, it, what I'm hearing is you don't know what you don't know, right? And so it, it, once you know that that's the issue, I mean, I, I, I went through a, um, a number of years ago, I, people ask me, what's your, what's your weak point? I said, well, I, I love approval. Okay. Yeah. And so, and, and I know that, right. But I didn't realize that until I went through a coaching situation That's it. like you're talking about and where, where we were able to dig in and say, okay, what is it? What, you know, it's this need for approval. Once you have that, you can deal with it. But if you don't yeah. know what that problem is, 
you can never deal with it. And to me, yep. that's, I, I think that's key is it's that awareness. Um, but it's very hard. I find it's, you know, it's, it's great to do some intrinsic, uh, you know, work on yourself, but it's even to me, it's even more necessary to have somebody like you, a coach, somebody who can actually yeah. walk you through and ask questions that you may not yeah. be comfortable asking yourself. Uh, you know, I completely agree on, on both points that you just made. Like the reality of it is everything starts with awareness. Our minds process 11 million bits of information per second, but we're only consciously aware of about 40. So what that suggests is we're actually largely led by the unconscious. So until we go through some sort of systematic process to move the unconscious to the conscious, the unaware to the aware, it's going to feel like life is happening to us, like it's fate, like we don't have influence or control over our destiny. But once we move something into awareness, like you talked about with yours, that's a perfect example then you have the opportunity to be aware and intentional on every step when that starts to trickle into your life or would prevent you, right, from going where you want to go or slamming into your own limit or your own glass ceiling. Um, the second piece is what I found is that coaches, mentors, individuals in your life, again, whether they're paid or not, can help you see yourself more clearly. And they can also make tweaks to allow you to move faster with less effort. So a perfect example in my, per in, in my world today, I'm working with a swim coach because I'm training for an Ironman. I've, with my arm and with everything, I've never swam over 100 yards in my life before this. So the very first thing I did was I'm going to get in, a, in, in the pool with the coach, make sure that I understand how to do the right form because I just had basically slapped myself through the water. Once I did that, I swam consistently for two to three months, got a really good base, but I felt like I was laboring. Like I wasn't having the best effect in the water. So what did I do? I hired him again. So he made two adjustments, my head position. He bumped my head down just slightly, which bumps my hips and everything up. And he changed my stroke so that I was finishing my hands in a different spot. In 45 minutes with him, I was moving faster with less effort and covering more distance with the same amount of energy. That same analogy applies in business, life, relationships, health, you name it. People can help you get there faster with less effort. So, so you, don't, you don't know this, Brian, but I'm a swimmer. So ah, nice. <laughs> so I've actually I've actually done this with people. I did this with my son. He was wanting to do triathlons. He's a runner, and uh, he swam like a runner. And uh, <laughs> and so, I swim like a cyclist. So. <laughs> you know, I run like a swimmer. So you know, I'm you know, I'm just the other side of that. And uh, and and it is just little tweaks. It is just little tweaks because I know that when I'm swimming, because I'm you know, I'm always going to be in that that top tier in those triathlons because I do triathlons. I've done an Ironman, and uh, the swimming's the easy part, right? Yeah. Because I grew up a swimmer, and I just have in a and so it's I get. I get through the water much faster and much easier. So I think this is a great analogy. Um, I actually uh, take it a step uh, further. There's a, a saying that we say in the, in the swimming world, you swim on top of the water. Instead right. of swimming in the water, you swim on top of the water. And the same thing I think applies to business and life. So I think that I, I love that analogy. And by the way, congratulations. I, I know that uh, swimming is a very tough sport for people because yeah. there's this fear of you, you can drown. You, you're not going to drown walking. You know, if you're running, you can always stop. If you're biking, you can always stop. Yeah. Swimming, you, you don't get to stop, yeah. right? So it's, uh, it, it, it is a really big challenge. So congratulations on that. So let me, let me kind of uh, switch gears to kind of current stuff yeah. right now. So we all feel this. I mean, literally, I think everybody feels some anxiety from uh, this virus, 
Um, yes, we've got a vaccine coming out, but we're probably looking, the reality is we're two to three months down the road before most of us will be getting it. Um, some of us are allergic to, are, are, I, I'm probably allergic to it, so I'm probably not getting this, this first right. uh, vaccine. And so um, then, then the question is, so how do, you, how do you coach people? What are you coaching people to do with that kind of constant state of anxiety that people feel? I mean, my, my wife, for example, is an asthmatic. And so she's constantly, in, I mean, because it would be bad if she got it. I mean, it yeah. would be really bad. So how do you deal with that constant state of anxiety? And how do you actually use that to propel you instead of hold you back? That's a great question. And truthfully, there's, it's a different answer depending on the person, but I'll answer some generalities that people can apply. Um, the first step is, and I'm going to use the same analogy that, that we just talked about. I wouldn't have normally said this, but it fits right in. Just keep swimming, right? As Dorian in Nemo says, just right. keep swimming. Don't let the water pull you down, right? And, and the reality of it is that's just what's happened. Nine months ago, we all had the rug yanked out from under us and we were literally knocked out of autopilot. Right? How many of us would get up in the morning, go through the same routine, go into the office, and we wouldn't even remember the route that we drove in or half the stuff that we did because we literally were in autopilot. So why we felt so much anxiety and grieving in the beginning, not just because of the fear and everything that was connected to it, is literally our lives were flipped upside down. Our, our realities, our futures, our 2020 that we thought was the year of clarity was literally stolen from us. Right? So where do we start to move forward? The first step for those that have started to at least get through that emotional piece Anxiety is not what I'm talking about, but just being stuck in the beginning, many people were. This is a really good opportunity to take toll on the things that are additive in your life. The things that give you energy, that give you joy, that give you fulfillment, that give you freedom, right? Take toll on those things. Also take toll on the things that drain our energy, that make us feel toxicity, that make us feel anxiety, that make us feel stress. Put those two buckets in place and start to eliminate as many from over here and put as many into this bucket as possible. That's, that's the first step. Because then we can start experiencing joy, freedom, and fulfillment in the ways that we live our lives today. And just by virtue of doing that, anxiety and stress starts to alleviate. The other piece that I want to flip is often anxiety and stress in this period of time are what I believe are caused by fear. Okay? Fear of the unknown, fear of what's going to happen, fear of how this is going to impact us. So this is, a little, this is a little thing. I took this from a book about 18 months ago, and I'm going to reference it. But it's Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Dr. Susan Jeffers. She does the best job of outlining fear of almost anything I've researched around human behavior, at least how it aligned with me. But she outlines fear into three levels. Those things that are like in internal, our thoughts, our emotions, like the, the, the fears that just take over, right? There's things that happen to us, pandemics, economic crisis, car accidents, stuff that we can't control, but it's outside of our body. But the root of all fears, and this is what, what's interesting, she gets down to the bottom of it. The root of all fears is the question, can I handle it? And she outlines that if we knew we could handle anything, right, no matter what came our way, what would we have to fear? And the answer is nothing. And so this is also an opportunity for people to say, look, this global pandemic hit us all, but none of us have gotten to this point in life unscathed. None of us. You might not have a story like mine, but every one of us has experienced pain, suffer, loss, anxiety, stress, like we all have. Business failures, right? Financial, I mean, just destruction across the board, health issues, and guess what? We're still here and standing. So if you recognize all the things you've overcome and you recognize after nine months, you're still standing, we're going to get through this and we're going to get through this together. 
I, I, I think that's a good, I think it's good to recognize, um, like you're saying that, you know, we, we've gotten through nine months of this, we're going to get through this, it's, it's, life will go on. Um, will it be exactly the same? Probably not. Um, but no. so what? Right? Because to me, what, what, what I learned from this is we had a um, we had one week, so you know everybody has those periods of time when you go, okay, what are we going to do here? We had a yeah. week where um, our sales just dropped precipitously at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm sure. And so we go, okay, what do we do? So we just, yeah, okay, I felt it, and then I'm going. Next day, I got up and I'm going, okay, what do we do? So yeah. what do we change? And what ended up happening is. What, and I've seen this with a lot of entrepreneurs is that those who have been able to change, they've actually right. set themselves up for more success. That's right. So the, the, the pandemic has actually, I've seen, I can't tell you how many clients I have that have had a banner year this year. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Myself included, by the way. Pan, the pandemic was a blessing for my business. We've blown up as a result of it. Yep. Uh, Joe Biden was a blessing for my business. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> truly, truly. When you say you the daylights out of everybody who makes over $400,000, it's a, it's, it's a good day in my world uh, from yeah. a business standpoint, not yeah. from a personal standpoint. They need help, yeah. Uh, you know what? It. I mean, the reality is, is that there are always opportunities and, um, and, and taking that opportunity to say, okay, here's what's going on. To me, any big issue is an opportunity. Agreed. So, you know, it's, it's, um, the, there was a, a great great book written by Ryan Holiday a few years ago called, called The Obstacle is the Way. You, you may know Love this. Love that book. Love One that book. Absolutely favorite books, The Obstacle is the yep. Way. So, um, uh, Brian, it's been absolutely fabulous. Uh, first of all, tell us where we can get a hold of you. Yeah, go to brianbogert.com. Um, and the thing I left out earlier is that I'm on a mission to impact a billion lives by 2045. And so by awesome. doing that, I also know that 99.99999% of those people are never going to pay me a dollar. So through the lens of that, that idea, if you want to learn how to actually implement some of these into your life, learn how to embrace pain to avoid suffering in these areas, put yourself on that intrinsic journey, go to nolimitsprelude.com. We've got a free download for you, which is a really succinct model of a lot of our coaching philosophies and the right questions to ask yourself to get there. No, that, that, that's awesome. And I, I love you've got that, um, that mission because to me, that's what you know, you really want to be happy and excited to get up in the morning. You've got to have a mission. You've got to have something that drives right. you. That's not money. It's not things. It's, it's, a, it's some kind of a mission. So if you will, um, I always like to leave people with, if you could give us three things that, uh, that our, you know, people listening could do in the next couple of weeks that would really help, um, you know, with, you know, dealing with this pain and with any kind of intrinsic pain, anything that's holding them back. Yep. Um, so I'm going to go back to how I answered the first question. So literally take toll on both sides. That's the very first step. Excellent. Get some awareness into your life. Make those two lists. The second step is once those two lists are, are there, start to take action on moving things from the negative side to the positive side. And then the third one is constantly seek to raise your level of awareness in every area of your mm -hmm. life. Because when you do that, you will start to understand where you need to spend your time and where you need to focus. Pain and perspective points us at what's important. And those that have been able to be successful in this time are the ones who embrace the pains of making the change, pivoting the business, making the right investments to avoid the suffering of not ever knowing what they would be on the outside of this. So if you wanna be one that can succeed through this time, go through that process, embrace the pain, and you will avoid suffering and gain freedom.
I, I love it. Thank you, BrianBogert.com. Uh, thank you, Brian. Just remember, everyone, that uh, when we do this personal development, you know, we keep thinking that it's tactics. It's, you know, what do I need to do in my firm? You know, how, you know what do I need to say to my clients? It, it, when it comes right down to it, it's what do you need to say to yourself? And when you do embrace that pain and, and just work through that pain, then what always happens is you always end up with better clients, better practice, and a better life. We'll see That's you next right, time. Brian. Thanks, Brian. Take care. You've been listening to the Wealth Ability for CPA show. Better clients, better practice, better life. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.